I forgot the words. <laughs> I can't think. We'll make up new words. This is a episode of the Now Try This podcast. podcast. Yeah. We like the podcast so good. Hope you like it too. Now, something about we're going to stop singing so you can listen to the podcast because we're going to start talking about a challenge that we gave each other last week and we will see if Marcus liked the book that I chose. Welcome to the podcast show called <laughs> Challenge Bros. We were re challenge each other. Yo, bro. Yo, bro, bro you do that challenge? challenge? Yo, I did that challenge, Yo, you bro. talked to that... I was about to say a bad word for a girl, like a <laughs> like a whore or a bitch or a thought, and but then I realized I I didn't want to. Mother, I, yeah, <laughs> I felt bad. I felt my mom in the back of my head saying, "Now, now, Nick, Nick, don't say that." Women are people too. You know what? It's funny. I don't think my mom ever taught me any of those kind of lessons. Like, like, hey, women are no. She taught me one lesson. Uh-huh. My mom didn't do. My mom, I was okay. I was a latchkey kid. I, I was uh, blown all, my, all you the time. Born in the nineteen twenties. <clears throat> Don't be a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was all by myself all the time. Yeah. So, but the one thing, the one lesson, the one lesson I remember my mom sitting me down and saying to me, like, uh, one of those things. My mother told me. My father told me that like presidents give like speeches and shit. Yeah. The one thing I remember my mom teaching me was if a woman hits you, you hit her back. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone starts a fight with you, no matter what color, creed, and sex they are, you hit them back. You finish the fight. <laughs> my mom taught me that was the one thing my mom taught me. My mom taught me hit that, women. My mom taught me that if a woman hits you, she's right. You deserved. It. That's that's what my mom taught me. <laughs> what what different? Should I replay the intro? Was that should we do? A good yeah, one? no, let's do right. a real intro. Friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to the podcast so that you can try. Now we will stop singing so that we can all now try this. Alright guys, here we are in another episode. I always realize I start introing the podcast as I start to go away for my ukulele <laughs> you case. You really do, And yeah. I do it almost every time. That's I should so stop funny. doing that. But I gotta, use, I gotta reach you my case. You have to put it away. If you I don't put, put it away. If I, it's just a small space. I mean, if I don't you could put it away, wait and break. then I can edit this out. But no, that would be unnatural. <laughs> That's dumb. This is so I felt momentum from the song. I was like, I gotta start the podcast. Now try this. Welcome. Here I am, Nicholas Nick. Back to what we're talking about, though. Uh, the only time my mom ever slapped me, or Wait, my mom that means you have me, to include the crappy part. I of the was going to include all of it. Anyway. Okay, so go on. The only time my mom ever <laughs> smacked me was uh, when I said Hillary Duff is. Did you bring the book with you? No, I didn't. Well, fuck. Okay. I mean, you got it. <laughs> you got it off memory. <laughs> no, you got I it don't. Memorize, Nick. <laughs> you have to do the summary because I don't remember anything. So good luck. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, the only time I ever <laughs> my mom ever hit me was because she thought I said the word bitch. But really, what I said was Hillary Duff is rich. But she thought I said Hillary Duff is. Are you sure you haven't told that story one too many times and made yourself believe that that's what you actually said? No, because that sounds like something the six year old would say he said when you actually said bitch. No, no, I didn't say fuck. But I said uck. I said uck, mom. I said uck. That was no. a phase that I was at the same time going through a phase where I was replacing curse words with other things. Mm. So I was like, oh, uck you, mom, ha ha ha, or like. Oh, this person's a stitch or whatever. It was funny. I didn't have that face. Really? Yeah, I was way too polite. No, I was rude as fuck. I was told I couldn't curse, and I was like, fuck you. I'm going to curse so much, but in other ways. Mm, see, that's probably where my mom was a good mom. She was like, hey, you can curse. Just don't curse around me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she was, she, as soon as she left the room, I'd be like, fuck it, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Hi, mom. And then she goes back, Hi, mom. How was your day? Everything was great. No, but then that I got straight A's. Hello. That what? teaches you to be, keep secrets and not be honest. No, and then I told my mom, mom I curse when you're not around. She's like, okay. Yeah, I guess parents don't really care. As long as they don't see it. No, my mom was weird. She was. We had a weird relationship. We were. I was. 
too honest. I remember when I lost my virginity, I was like, hey, mom, I've started having sex. She's like, okay, do you need condoms? And I'm like, no, I got some. And she's like, okay, let me know. And I'm like, great. <laughs> my, mom and, my mom and dad both I was 15. Me, that, was, that was a conversation. My we mom had. and dad at like 14 or something like gave me a huge bag of condoms each. So I got like two <laughs> huge fucking bags that of condoms. That you didn't use until you are 20 years old? <laughs> they all went unused. <laughs> and and then I was like, I was, how much sex do you think I'm going to have? I'm a fucking nerd. The Bronx? I play I video know. games. <laughs> they didn't know. I know. They didn't want but fucking. And then at the same time, I remember when I was like 10, no, 9, I was like, hey, mom. You don't have to tell me where babies come from, I know. And she's like, oh, because of school? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, great. <laughs> That's how all the important conversations I had with her mom. There's no birds and bees. There's no, this is how you do this. This is no, This is how you I didn't get the birds and bees treat people. Either. Well, you also you. lived in New York City in the fucking 90s. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah, I know. They knew they didn't have to have it. <laughs> they well, knew no, what was going my, on. My mom told my dad to give me the talk, and then we went out for... My dad took me out for ice cream. I didn't know we were supposed to talk about anything. Oh. So we went out for ice cream, and I was like, well, this is weird. My dad's an asshole, and he's finally being a nice guy. <laughs> for, like, the first time. I had such a vivid memory, because it was the only time he was ever nice to me. And so we got ice cream, and then we came back home, and I was like, oh, that was cool. And then my mom was like, did you talk with your dad? And I was like... No, about what? And then he got in trouble with my mom, so then I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, guys, this is the Now Try This podcast where Nick and Marcus, Marcus and I give each other challenges to try new things, try things out. <laughs> well, uh, this is a you great... You third person. Uh, so, so Nick and I and Marcus do lots of talking <laughs> about stuff, um, but we'd also appreciate your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Please tweet at us and Instagram us and follow us on social media and... Uh, Do we have um, any new reviews? No, we don't. That's why I wanted to plug you. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Not a single new one. How dare that's, you? That's seven days. Seven, seven days, days without, a, without new a new review. Wow. that's, that's Wow, That guys. hurts a little bit. I thought our last episode was great. I re-listened to it and I was like, this is fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Um, we're just trying, guys. We're trying to do something fun here. We hope people like it. But we also want to improve and we want to hear your feedback. Uh, whether it's good or bad. I mean, still give us five stars. But but whether it's good yeah. or bad, we will listen. Put, we put will... your username, the real rating that you want. Give us five <laughs> stars. Put your, I think we had a username like 3.8. And I was like, is that what they did? Is it? Oh, 3.8? <laughs> is that what they I'm going to give you five because I understand how logistics of podcasts work. But this is really a 3.8. <laughs> you guys need to be better. That's what I want. Honestly, if I got another review like that, I would love it. Yeah, I think um, great. So now try this on iTunes. Please leave us a review. And you can follow us on social media. And now try this cast. Um, that's my plug. Well... Uh, this week, Nick had me do the ocean at the end of the lane. Before you Neil tell Gaiman. me, don't you can't introduce my challenge. It's I by Neil Gaiman, bitches. And I was going to ask you, Neil why did Gaiman, you like it? bitches. Um, before we get to that, sure. tell me what your what was going on in your week while you're reading the book. I don't know what I don't want to know what you were thinking yet. I don't know what you thought, but I want to know the the, the precursor, context? the context of the week before. I honestly you don't had remember enough, you my pro- week, but it was just, just work. It, well, it was work. I've been going to the gym recently, so oh, work. Mr. Fucking Bragger hey, over here. I got it. I'm going What's to the, the point gym? of going to the gym if you don't tell people constantly that you go to the gym? You just shut me the fuck up. That is so <laughs> true. That is so true. <laughs> that is right? so true. You, no, you're right. You're you right. go to the gym in secret. Like, who gives a fuck? But you have to tell everyone. <laughs> you have to post those gym selfies. <laughs> you got to make sure everyone knows uh, that you went. You live with Zach too long. <laughs> Zach's our other roommate. He makes sure we all know we're going. He's like, oh, I would do 
do that, but I gotta go to the gym. Oh, I gotta go to the gym today. Oh, gym, 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 gym. <laughs> it consumes your life. It takes up a lot of time, man. I go for like an hour and a half or two hours most days of the week. That's most of your life free time when you get a full time job. You know, you come home, then eat dinner, and then you go sleep. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and read Ocean at the end of the lane. And I read Ocean. Well, actually, one thing we have a backyard that we don't use ever. Um, Shut up! Did you read in the backyard? I sat in the backyard. I what? took an Instagram picture. I think I think you saw it. Oh, I saw grass. Listen, I saw grass behind the book when you Instagrammed it. And yeah. I was like, this motherfucker passed the park and was like, <laughs> oh, there's some green here. This is gonna make a good picture. Let me let me let me fucking Instagram this real quick. That's what I thought. No, I, didn't think you were I was sitting in the oh, backyard shit. reading and I just posted you. the picture. Yeah. Wow, fucking artsy motherfucker over but here. But there's a lot of bugs out there. So. Oh. But it was a nice experience. Is that why your face is so red? Yeah. Well, You're a little burnt. Red from like the sun being out and also it's just hot. And I like how it's like. Why are you bitten? so red? The sun. And I've been getting bitten like You're so much by everything. The sun. It is, dude. The sun. I need to get some suntan lotion or something. It's the middle of the summer. <laughs> I know. I always. I'm and you have like the fairest Puerto Rican skin I've ever seen I get in my it life. In winter. I get all the suntan lotion in winter when it's on sale. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, well, the reason I picked this book was because let's see, Neil Gaiman is my favorite author. I discovered him when I was reading Sandman. They had it in college, and I was really into graphic novels at the time, and there weren't a lot of graphic novels in the mm-hmm. library at the time when oh, I first yeah, started grabbing them. You were working in the library, too. Yeah, so. I was working in the library, so I devoured everything they had. There's some Spider-Man, they had some X-Men, I read it all, and then, that's it, I, I read all the stuff that I knew, and then there was a bunch of stuff I didn't know. So there was some Alan Moore, there was some Neil Gaiman, I was like, let me read this shit, because there's nothing fucking else here. And I read the first volume, and I'm like, what is this? It uh-huh. was like my first experience in the adult comics like it's not for a preteen it's not for like yeah. a high school it's an or, adult like all ages it's an adult fucking yeah. comic and then after since then i've devoured everything i could of neil gaiman he has done tons of short story collections i'm in the middle of reading american gods right now um so i can prepare myself to watch the tv show that just came out um i love the guy just interviews and talking i just watch some of his interviews sometimes him and his wife um do you know amanda palmer the rocks yes the rocks that's his wife they went on tour together. I should give you that as a challenge. They went on tour together. They did a Kickstarter and did a tour where it was half him reading his stuff and half her doing her music. And then a little bit of Q&A and them singing songs and doing stories together. It was nice. so cool. And it was so awesome. And just listening to this guy and his life and how he thinks about the world and stories and yeah. the way. So so when this book came out, I was like, cool, I'm going to buy it. Uh, and then I bought it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, change my life just a little bit because I, I like to read. Everyone likes to read. Yeah. I love uh, surrealism and magic and books. I love fantasy books. I love sci-fi but I love tons of different kinds of books. But this book, for me, captured something that I never really thought about. Like this this concept of uh, uh, the the world is different when you're a kid. It doesn't look different. It is different. Like, yeah. that just completely encapsulated me. Love this book. It's one of my favorite books. Um, and it's why I gave it to you as a challenge. Oh, because man, I can't wait to shill for it. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> because I am ready for you to eat your words, Mr. Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> That's my new nickname. Um, be- before, before we go any further, I do have... I love Neil Gaiman so much. Yeah? I got a special treat for us because... Uh, I just, I had to go out of my way for this podcast. You I, called Neil Gaiman and he's going to be on the podcast? Neil? Neil, is that you upstairs? Neil? No? Is you're, that? You're close. <laughs> you're close. I called Neil Gaiman and I have an interview with him 
for the podcast. No way. I swear to God. I got an interview with fucking Neil Gaiman. Are you ready? No, this is some stupid shit. It's not some stupid <laughs> shit. Hold on. This is an interview with Neil Gaiman. I don't believe you. Hi, Neil Gaiman. Uh, welcome to our little podcast, Not Try This. Uh, but I don't have to tell you about our podcast. I, I hear you love our podcast, especially me. You are always opinionated. You are never polite. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say never. Sometimes I just need to get my point across. So I'm here today to answer a few questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't worry. It's, it's just a few quick ones, okay? So I read the inspiration for the story was your father telling you when you were seven, someone stole the family car and committed suicide in it. How, how did you react? My father told me this. My reaction was, you mean something interesting happened when I was seven and I didn't know. <laughs> um, and that little piece of story sat in my head like the bit of dirt that gets into an oyster oh wow uh, that's great uh so another question what, what what's our main guy's name he does he doesn't have a name in the story narrator does not have a name oh oh so, sorry I, I, I was just wondering do, even though you don't want to tell us do, do you have a name picked out for the narrator narrator does not have a name <laughs> oh, okay 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 i got it jeez all right uh just one last question i know you're a busy guy who made time for our podcast something that i didn't remember at all well, well i scheduled the interview weeks ago so i don't see whatever uh so the last question i have is why books why are books so important the magic of a book the magic of a story is it's only this many pages um but you can fit the universe inside. There are people in there. There's a world in there. There's Sussex in 1968 in here. And you can fit that in in the same way that you can fit an ocean into a bucket if you ask it nicely. Wow. <laughs> great. Uh, thanks for making this a, a great podcast episode. It's not a very big and not a very important thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I thought you wanted to be on here because you liked the podcast. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Well, thanks, I guess, for coming on. And then he kind of hung up. I guess he was busy. He had somewhere to run. I like how in that you fit all of your like personality types. Like You were kind of sassy to him because he gave you a little sass. And you were like, no, I'm going to give you sass right back. And then you also did the self-deprecating thing at the end. Um, like, Nick, you were yourself. I am on brand. I like that. Even, any celebrity, even, you're still yourself, man. A hundred percent. I do That's not get good. starstruck. That's the number one Nicholas Nieves quality that you should remember always. <laughs> I do not get starstruck. Except for Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I saw Rachel McAdams in real life and I was awestruck. I couldn't move. I was like, oh, shit. Um... But anyway, uh, yeah, that was Neil Gaiman. Wow, what a nice guy. Thank you so much for yeah, thank you, Neil. taking time out of your day. You're a fucking busy guy writing shit. Uh, you got a young kid you're taking care of. And fucking, wow. Do you read a lot? No. Okay, that's fair. I, I've noticed that I didn't read a lot. And then uh, a couple years ago. Well, like, do, do comics ago, count? I wouldn't count comics. like Because like at, at some points in my life, I've read comics like... Like an hour's worth of comics every day. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean comics like do. Like, for the sake of it, comics do count as reading. But I think there's something about reading something that's not a part comic? of a series or part of something like that. Something mm. that you don't have uh, a second part to. Something I that probably the entire read world is in that one book. Three or four books a year. Yeah. On my own. 
without anyone asking. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, that Brooklyn movie looks good. I'm wanna, I want to. It looks so good to me. I want to read the book first, and I'll read the book. You know, but not a lot. I want to read more, but I never know what to fucking get. There's too many fucking books. You know what would like, help? Like I don't what Audible. Uh, <laughs> hey, Audible, if you want to sponsor me, this would have been the oh, perfect yeah. I episode. Thought, I thought you went to surprise me and say we were responsible. <laughs> Yo, you know, I didn't, since you had my copy of the book, yeah. I, I listened to it on tape. Okay. So it was Neil Gaiman Through audible.com. Yes, it was Neil Gaiman reading. Yeah. He reads most of his books. He's a great reader. And he is. I love hearing his voice. He is. I read uh, the book, true. read the book, and then I went and I was like, oh, I have Audible. I listen to it anyway. You have Audible? I do. Yeah. Do you listen to like two books a year? Well, that's the thing. I I was going to say that before that I went back and I started going, I really, really need to start reading some books just because I like reading books. You mean after reading this one? No, beforehand. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, recently. I remember it was like you, a year ago. I remember you bought a whole bunch yeah. of books. So I've just been reading books. I read one book a month, pretty much. Yeah. And pretty I, I stick to that. It's gotten a little slower now, like just because I don't have as much time. But I try to stick to one book a month. So mm-hmm. that way, I mean, it's only 12 books in a whole year, but... It's not a lot, it's not but a lot. it's it's something. Yeah. I feel that way. It's the same way I feel about music. Like, I like the music that I like, but there's just so much. Like, how do you know where to start, where yeah. to go? Like, there's... I've never read Catch-22. Should I go buy Catch-22 <laughs> and read Catch-22? Yeah. Probably. Well, Am I going to like it? Probably not. What I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? What I've been doing is going through genres that I enjoy and finding things like that. So, I like read what? Ready Player One because I like sci-fi. I haven't read that yet. Is it good? I, oh, so good. I love that. Hmm. Um, and then I, I almost, I always almost buy it. I love horror. So I was like, I've never read a Stephen King book. I, I've watched movies based on his work, but they're always so different from his actual mm-hmm. books. That's what I hear or Wh- heard it. Which least. one did you read? Um, I read the shining. I love the shining. So different. Right? I'm so, from what so I hear. different. Yeah. Again, I've never read it or exactly. watched the movie, but he's Stephen King is one of the best writers I've ever read. Like he he's the best has... American writer is what they say. Like I would say that, yeah. He's the he best is, modern American writer. He is yeah. wonderful. The way he like handles words yeah. and dialogue and characters is just yeah. so interesting. And and he's been doing it for for decades now. Yeah, you know, he churns those shits out. Yeah, I don't know. But he's a staple of our culture. Like he's, yeah. you know. Well, I read The Shining, which is a classic, and now I'm reading Joy Joyland or Screamland or something. I don't know something about amusement work. It's like kind of, it's like a few years old. Okay, that's pretty new. Yeah, I, I mean he's within, been doing it for twenty years. years. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Shining's probably from eighty something. Yeah, seventy something probably because it was a like eighties movie. Oh, so you might be right. Yeah, but it could have been one of those things where they made it right away, like Psycho, mm, like Hitchcock read Psycho and then called all his people <laughs> and, and said, "Go it. take." No, he called all his people. And said, "I just read this book and it's phenomenal, and I want to make it." But if people know the ending, it'll ruin it. So I need all my people to go buy every copy in every store right now. And really? they did so. Oh, and you couldn't wow. buy the book. You couldn't buy the book because it was sold out everywhere. Because these people crazy. bought thousands and thousands of copies. That's insane. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of horror things, I had an idea for a game where you would, it's a horror dating simulator where you have to date like famous horror characters. What? So, like like, you like go, Jason? Like Jason and Freddy and Leatherface and Psycho and like. How would that, why? What? It's like a dating high school. So that's why they're all, it's, it's a horror high school. Are they all so high school age? Are they like, so. No, they're, it's in a high school, but they look hurt <laughs> they look like their old selves no you should make high school like no, chibi japanese cheesy. versions of it. Nah, i would love that no, freddy's want... like freddy's the skinny lanky funny kid <laughs> that nobody likes i think it's funny jason's the jock yeah jason is the jock That's jason's the jock oh god captain of the fo- football team yes Let me, we gotta work through this leatherface, leatherface works in the cafeteria be... oh my god he would so work at the cafeteria <laughs> 
<laughs> he's not a dateable one. He just works <laughs> in the cafeteria. Um, Chucky has to work real Chucky, hard. Chucky's the new kid at school that's insecure about his height. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else? Michael Myers is just the silent. He's silent. Oh, he's strong. he's the silent drifter like, type. That, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That has a hard home life that yeah, doesn't yeah, talk yeah. to anybody. Yeah, he's <laughs> that the, writes poetry in his notebook by himself. Uh, he's Jughead. He's, he's like so Jughead from yeah. Riverdale. Um, is there any more horror, more horror movie? There's oh my god, there's so many. If you want to go, if you want to do deep dive, no, we're, we also need some ladies in there in case you want. You know, you got to get both. Oh, I thought genders. you're the lady. Well, you can be, but I, you know, you gotta. There's not as many. Open some options. Yo, is Carrie gonna be up in there? Carrie. Yo. But I mean, yeah, Carrie. Carrie's good. I don't know who else. Oh, uh, the one. ring. The girl from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: the girl in the rings in the game, and you can talk to her and you can pick her. Yeah. But she's always outside, and it's always raining. You know, she's the head of the video club. <laughs> I hate everything about this, and I love it at the same time. Can you make that? Make it. Jigsaw will be in it too. Oh my god, Jigsaw would so be in it. You Not the old game. Man. <laughs> no. Is the old man wearing the, the, the old man. The old man should be the the the. Uh, the Principal? Principal. <laughs> the principal of the school. This is great. I'm going to make this. Introduce, you want to play a game? I want to sit down and, and it's write. like, no. It's like, fine, who to date? It's like, why are you telling me you're a creepy old principal? <laughs> There's a lot of good candidates in the school. <laughs> and there's just a doll in the corner looking at you. I like that. Let's why are talk you about this book. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we only talking about this book? Uh, uh, talk so, to me about it. Wait, uh, do you want to give a, like, a summary of there's it? There's nothing to say. Neil Gaiman wrote it. Okay, cool. No. <laughs> oh, no, there's a little backstory. I mean, um, he wrote it. I don't he's, mind just talking about the book as He's a whole. had the idea for the book. It came out in 2013. He had the idea for the book, like, he said six years before that even happened. Mm-hmm. And it it spurned out of that story he said in the interview that I that he gave me uh, about his father. <laughs> <laughs> um, telling him a story about when he was a kid, someone committed suicide in their car, and he didn't know about it. And he thought, what else happened when I was seven? And he just started making the story up from there. Like, what else have I forgotten from my childhood? And he, the book is dedicated to Amanda, his wife, yeah. who says he wrote it for her. And he says he wrote it for things that she would like because she's not that big of a fan of fantasy. Which is interesting because it is a fantasy book. It is. But at the same time, because of the way it's written from this childhood perspective of memories and it's different than fantasy. You're not. It's not it's Lord different. of the Rings. Yes. You know. It's it's just a different yeah. experience. It's like it magic surrealism. It's it's. It's steeped in 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 fact, like they yeah. like the the hemstops, the way they talk about what they can do, like they talk about it as if it's like a practical, like they talk about time in a practical way, mm-hmm. where you're cutting bits of it off, yeah, and then re- sewing it back relatable. together. Nothing's that crazy of an idea, yeah. You know, everything seems it's tangible. so weird. Yeah, I read I a. Like Anyway, you, you, you talk to me. Sure, yeah, no, I was just going to say that I... So you started the book. I started the book Page and one. I'm not a huge fantasy person and I figured this was a, a fantasy If you brought book. the book with you, I would have read the first line. <laughs> but you didn't. You're bad at podcasts. I am, I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I, I'm not a huge fantasy person, so I was kind of begrudgingly like... You never read book. any fantasy? I don't like fantasy. I'm not... You I don't? I don't like Lord of the Rings. I have a bad history with Lord of the Rings. And I just... I just never really like. You like D and D though. I like Dungeons Dragons. So yes. you don't not like fantasy. You just haven't liked any of the fantasy things you've consumed. Yes, I, I bet don't if like you other picked up making my. Fantasy. I bet if you picked up like pa- Patrick Rothfuss's book, you might love it. Who knows? Maybe you know. I, Possibly, I hear good things. But, I haven't read his book yet. But, but for the sake of it, I, I generally you like Game of Thrones. 
I do. I do. Best yeah, fantasy? I guess I like Game of Thrones. You do like fantasy. It's but just fantasy tends to You just be don't so like Lord based. of the Rings and people say fantasy is Lord of the Rings. I think yeah, that's all it is. I think so. <laughs> I think that's I all think so. it is. But also fantasy tends to be slow paced and I like I like fast paced things. Do you consider Star Wars sci fi or fantasy? It's both. I mean Nah, it's fantasy. Straight up fantasy. <laughs> it's fantasy with, with technology. Straight up. Do you like Final Fantasy? You love Final Fantasy. I do. I, I just like squashed it. You love fantasy. But fantasy is so broad that it could be anything. You're right. You're right. I don't like Lord of the Rings. That's the only there thing. There you go. There you <laughs> That's go. That's the only thing. But anyway, um, Bex's book. So I, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what this book is going to be like. But I ended up, I read it. But and it's short. It's short. It's, it's super short, short. So it's not a huge he, thing He said to he, read it was started to be, it was supposed to be a novella, which is like shorter than a novel. And it became just past like kind of what a novella mm-hmm. is. So it's a very short novel. Yeah. Which is kind of why I loved it too. Because it's all about this one memory of this kid. It's yeah. not, it's not about a long family history, which, which is cool. Like yeah. Lord of the Rings is cool. But it's about so much mythology. And Game also, of Thrones? I can't read Game of Thrones because I don't need to keep track of 16 families, 17 timelines, and 18 yeah, yeah. versions of but somebody. I mean, you know? okay, so we, we've we been recording this for a few minutes now, so I'm assuming it's okay to say how I feel, even though we haven't talked much We're about like the book itself. like 28 minutes in. <laughs> anyway, I, I really enjoyed the book, uh-huh. right? Um, Good. From start to finish, I, loved- <laughs> I was really into the book, and I loved every bit of it. But... Um, in the broad strokes of, in terms of the book, I think that it was just so easy to consume and the fact that I can sit down, I read it in mostly like a day, like, um, and it was just easy to consume and it was also a one thing. Nowadays, we're so focused on making money that they break Mm. so many things into a series. You have no chance at getting a movie deal if your book isn't like at least three books Oh, if this was by somebody that wasn't Neil Gaiman and he has so much clout if it was somebody else... We yeah. would have the Letty Hamstock tales, and this would be like yeah. the Magic Treehouse. Yeah, exactly. And it would be 16 if books. If J.K. Rowling went and just wrote one book that had nothing to do with Harry Potter, not set in the universe, it it has the potential to become a movie just because it's J.K. Rowling. Well, they did that. The Casual Vacancy. It was her first book after the Harry Potter series, and they made it into an HBO miniseries. There you go. Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, boom. My point proven in the past. <laughs> I didn't read it, and it, some people liked it, but people didn't like Love but it. still, at the same time, I'm just trying to make the point that it's hard for mm-hmm. writers to be able to write it's just true. a one-off. It's true. It's and true. I like that more than anything because, mm-hmm. like he said in the interview, in your interview with him, um, he you're laughing because it was such you're so giddy with the fact interview. that Neil Gaiman interviewed on the our fact podcast. That he was on the podcast. Yes, is so exciting. We've hit we've hit another level. We did H and L, dude. The H and L whole. Another oh level. That's a mad TV joke. Yeah, it was That's cute. so long ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, but he, he created this universe into this one book. Mm-hmm. And you were able to get right into it because it was so real, so mm-hmm. tangible. And he does this. It's weird because he does this funny thing where if you're a super big Neil Gaiman fan, yeah. <clears throat> he paints broadly these worlds together. Like Letty Hemstock shows up at least in a tangerary way in his graveyard book and in another one of his books mm-hmm. i guess and he and like american god spins off into another book and the worlds that he creates with his characters and his world it all it all has to do with magic yeah. so it's all it's all it's not connected but it's all in this weird specific neil gaiman way of thinking that if you read it all if it would make complete sense for me to for Sandman to show up in this book. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's weird, but, like, but it does stand a lot. I like when a book can take something like a simple thing, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, like the wind, right? Where you take the wind and you're like, 
oh, every time the wind blows, uh, someone gets a power or something like that. And you're like, oh, like, and then you think about it outside of the book world. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, you're like, you see the wind blowing, you're like, oh, wait, I wonder if that's real. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said before, this book made you believe in magic. Yeah, it was, it, it's so interesting because I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm not spiritual. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in magic. But I do believe in imagination as an artist, like uh, as an actor, I make things to connect with myself and the world in a very specific way. And this book shows you that, okay, if 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 if, if somebody that I didn't like, like uh, somebody that's super, um, that's too logical or too spiritual one way or the other, they would see this book differently. They would read this book and be like, oh, obviously it's a metaphor for a bad household. Yeah. His parents are going to get a divorce and he's... This is how it's coping. Or you take someone and say, oh, there's obviously magic beings and there's creatures that we don't know. But if you read it the right way, which I think I think the right way is, mm. it's both. Both. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that, too, because I, I sat down and I really thought about the book and I was, I was wondering. I was like, is is this all just in his head? Mm-hmm. But there's that those parts where he's an adult and he goes back and mm-hmm. talks to uh, the Hempstock. Old Lady Hempstock. Yeah. He talks to her and the family and he's like, you know... I'm remembering everything now. And she's like, oh, this isn't the first time you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That made it seem more real. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's all in this kid's head. Yeah. But then... But at the same time, the metaphors are so apparent. Exactly. They're so simple. Like, he doesn't like the babysitter. And then the babysitter has an affair with his father. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how a seven-year-old's mind would interpret this happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you wanted to, it'd be super easy for you to argue Oops. <laughs> uh, Nick just hit the microphone and destroyed everything. <laughs> um, it would be super easy to argue that way. But but it you would. can't but you can't because I think it's both. Yeah. I think there yeah. is magic in this world and it's yeah. but it's also through a kid's eyes, so it's more believable and when a Neil Gaiman's just accept it. The thing about kids is that they accept things. Yeah. And that's why it was so easy to have this world yes. be through his eyes. Mm-hmm. Kids see a thing, they're like, that's how it is. That's yeah. it. And it, they also ask the questions that an adult knows not to ask. Like when he says to Letty, how old are you? And she's like, nine or whatever. Eleven. Eleven. She's like, eleven. And he's, and then he thinks for a second. He's like, how long have you been eleven? And he just kind of smiles. Yes. And it's like, what? <laughs> he knows what <laughs> I would never ask that. Yeah, yeah. There's so adult, many. But kids know to ask there's those There's so things. many great things within mm-hmm. this book. The one thing that I really loved is in the beginning, um, the main character talks about how he loves mythology because mythology uh, books aren't quite for adults and aren't quite for kids. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of book that Neil Gaiman wrote with this. Yes. I wish I read this when I was younger. Yeah. You know, at, just like as someone from like a, a, my mind. a messed up home, like just something like this. So yeah. like as a kid, see this and believe in magic. Yeah. You know, that would have been so helpful to yeah, me. Yeah. And it would probably have made you feel, I feel like, it's it's interesting because this obviously has connotations about the the drowning scene and yeah, the affair so thing, scary. and it's you know like anybody that's come from a broken home or a home of abuse, uh, mm-hmm. you could it's easily it's easy to put yourself in the framework of this kid and yeah. and thinking about I didn't have I didn't have a rough rough childhood, but I had enough roughness to be able to relate to the kid, mm-hmm. and I remember when things like that happened. There was there was one incident when I was super young. Um, I wasn't that young. <laughs> I was like, I was like, 
six or seven that my stepdad came home and he was angry about something i think he was high on coke i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> whatever and he and he came up and he and he picked me up on my throat and he and he threatened me a little bit and it was very scary and my mom just kind of cried in the doorway and i remember that now as an adult yeah but if you had asked me from the time after that happened until i was almost out of high school it was gone it was blocked it was yeah. it was done it, it, it was interesting because the reason it got brought up was in college, a girl tried to grab me by the throat oh, in bed. Like, you were triggered by it. And, yeah. <laughs> and it literally triggered me. Yeah. And I remember that happening and it all came flooding back. And I was like, holy shit, my, I'm sensitive about my neck because of this thing that happened to me as a child. And it all came flooding back. So it's like the thought of like, what else, what else yeah. don't I remember? What, what did I change? The, the, the crazy thing about this is... It makes you... There's also that note about memory. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a good point saying that, like, you don't remember your memories mm-hmm. as much as you think you remember them. Yes. Things change over time. But it's also, for me, that's not just that. Because that's, like, the science of it. For me, it actually goes a little further. And I think it's kind of magic. That thought of when you're a kid, if you believe in something, that it was instilled in me. I don't know by my grandma or my mom. I don't remember. But the thought of if you believe in something hard enough... It becomes true. Yeah. So, like, if you stare into the darkness too long and start to imagine a creature there and start to see the creature there, the creature will eventually be there. So, like, your thoughts are your own worst and I And I believe that. Like, mm-hmm. the magic of being able to think something into existence. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why the placebo effect is a thing. 100%. It's a real thing. 100%. To be able to convince yourself of something mentally. Yeah. It's it's real. Yeah. So now, not... well, can I think something hard enough so birds can come attack the person having the affair with my father? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Have you tried it? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, but I was. I, let's talk about that scene a little bit more with the father drowning him because sure. I I came from an abusive home. Like mm-hmm. I, my father abused me for years and years and years in, in a, a ton of different ways, but one of the most physical. And so that scene really resonated with me, and like just seeing how he reacted and. And yeah. it's hard when you're in that situation knowing what is right and wrong because you you have things happen to you and then you just assume maybe they're happening to everyone or you just don't yeah. know because yeah. all you know is your own life and what's on TV. Mm-hmm. You don't have the experiences of, of everyone else's lives and seeing their home lives. So his reaction to it, knowing that it wasn't right and things like that, like I, I think that would have been something that would have helped me a lot as a kid yeah but instead i got fucking harry potter the stupid piece of shit book <laughs> which i fucking hate fuck harry potter where you're taught to just wait around for a letter for, instead yes. of instead of this book where he's like he does something to try to fix it exactly <laughs> he does something to try to fix what yeah. is happening at home and he speaks up for he himself knows, and he he exactly. knows and he, know, he wants to take and care of his family and even if his sister that he, he hates he, he goes tries and to tells take, his neighbors about yes. the abuse and yeah. things but in Harry Potter, you just <laughs> are abused, and then you sit around, wait for a fucking hour to come save oh, no. you, because that shit happens in real life. Oh, Fuck no. you, Harry Potter. Oh, I picture my head as a little 11-year-old mark. is like, where's my I hate, I, that's the reason I hate Harry Potter oh, so no. much, because I read oh, it no. while being abused. And well, I'm to be fair, like, I'm pretty sure it's for all the, you know, privileged white people in the world. <laughs> Is who Harry Potter's for? It's not for us. <laughs> I know? guess so. I know. I, I, I'm sure we see so. what happens to Harry, and we're like, I'm sure there's we, also we see what else. happens to Harry, and we're like, and yeah, I know. It's like okay, you ran away from your problems, you never went back, you never like had some kind of grudge, you never wow. dealt with the psychological wow. issues later on. Oh, in life. and I'm sorry, we're supposed to, we're supposed to, 
relate to the abusers because they saved Harry by just being there? Fuck yeah, that. No, no, come on. Harry would been way better off in a wizard foster care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck oh, the Dark God. Lord. But, like, this book, I wish I had it. That's one of my biggest, biggest point I wanted to make with, yeah. with this podcast. I was like, I, I wanted to say, like, I wish I had this younger because mm-hmm. it's just so insightful and so helpful. Yeah. I, the the moment for me that I knew the um the book was something different. I mean, the when I read the first chapter, the first chapter is him as an old man. He goes to the funeral uh, of his back his back childhood home, mm-hmm. back childhood home, whatever. Uh, he goes back to his childhood <laughs> home for the funeral. Yeah. And who died? Do they? Do you know? No, you don't. Okay. Uh, in um he, uh in another interview that I had read, uh, uh, heard of a. No, it, it was okay. a different one. Uh, Neil Gaiman was like, he, it was so interesting because someone else like me asked him about the name of the narrator, and he was a little more kind to them, but that's okay. And he he explained <laughs> how he could have gave them a name, and he could have gave the family names, and he could have said who the funeral was from, and would that have changed the story? He said maybe the amount, maybe the same amount as a pinch of salt in a recipe, not a lot, but it would have. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me his view of the magical world is just so specific and weird and he's the kind of guy who's like no I don't think my main character needs a name because I think it would change things and that's like all the explanation he needs and also by Same not giving your main character a name you're able to take that persona mm-hmm. a little bit more and you're able to see yourself as that character yeah, it's super interesting because um, I took some writing classes in school I was an English minor and I took some creative writing classes and one story that I wrote was some random someone hit the lottery and they had to go find something I don't remember it was dumb whatever it wasn't my best story, but I didn't give the main character a name and I didn't give them any specifics because I was like, I, I was trying to go for the everyman thing. And my teacher said, no, <laughs> that's wrong. I love when teachers say, no, you're wrong. No, but uh, I love this teacher. He was so right. Okay, and he was like, no, okay. you're wrong. But here's why. When you don't give your person a specific, it makes them plain. It makes them boring. It makes them nondescript. When you give them little details, like the fact that they drink red wine every night, or the fact that they always seem to skip on their third step, stupid little things like that, sure, maybe the person doesn't do it, but the specificity of it makes a person able to relate to it because they're able to substitute it with something in their life. And that, like... Change my writing forever because now I know how to do the everyman okay, and make it super thing. specific. Yeah. yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, and same thing in the story. Like he doesn't have a name, but he's like a super specific the way he talks, the way he thinks, the mm-hmm. way he feels. Um, which it makes him more relatable instead of less. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's the opposite of what you would think unless you're a writer and you know how to write. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a similar. I mean, I play a lot of video games, so I yeah. guess I can, you know story. I can rate literally everything through video games. But well, um, it means you know story. Yeah, you know, so a good one, video game is story. One thing a lot of game designers do is they won't have their characters talk, especially in Nintendo. They do mm-hmm. that shit a lot, and that's because they want you to feel like you're you're the one the talking. character. Yeah. You're the one talking. It makes sense. From so Pokemon to Zelda to mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of Nintendo product or characters that are like silent. Mm-hmm. So you start off with this old this old guy. Um, lots of stories start like that. I read the Notebook. The Notebook starts that way. It starts them as old, and then it flashes back to young. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's gonna be one of these stories. Whatever. It's a it's a trope. Fine. That's fine. And then you get it, and then he slowly goes back. Just the way he describes him going back to his home and starting the scene, remember these little things. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. But then when he finally gets there, and it all comes flooding back, and then it jumps, the next chapter jumps to when he was uh, yeah. six? Eight? Seven? Probably seven. 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 Seven? It, I was like, 
whoa, this is different. Because it's his seventh birthday. Yeah, because the way he writes him, it's all from his perspective, right? Yeah. But the way he writes him, it's so smart, but childlike at the same time. Like, I don't, a lot of writers can't do that. You know what I mean? Also, a lot of writers, a lot of adults in general assume kids are dumb. Yeah. And you know so who else does in a Stephen kid, King? Yeah. A lot of his books have mm-hmm. kid protagonists. Yeah. Because he gets it. Yeah, but a lot of adults think kids are dumb, yeah. but kids are in their own world, living their own lives, and are so. Uh, uh, are capable of magic. And they're capable of magic. No, they're living their own lives and they're living their own world, and yeah. they're, so, they're easily influenced by the world around them. A childhood is the most interesting part of someone's life. I yeah. totally believe that. By all the movie and things I consume, like, that's why Stranger Things. Is so oh, God, interesting. Things, if yes. it was high school kids, it would it'd be fine. It'd be good. But the fact that it's pre adolescence and they do believe in magic mm-hmm. and they do believe in this world and they just give themselves completely yeah. there's no questioning in those worlds. Like the stranger kid kids aren't like, I don't understand because that's not how the world works. Yeah, exactly. They're still discovering the world, so they're like, Oh, this is how the world works yeah. and they continue on their path. The yeah. quest. It's and so better. I love things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's why I like Stranger Things. That's why I like a lot of those movies where, like, it's kid-focused and they're discovering mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And they also have to go on adventures. And also, another thing with this book is a lot of kids are thrust into adulthood. And I feel like yeah. I had that sort of uh, childhood where mm-hmm. I was forced to, like, do a lot yeah. of Well, you had a younger brother things. you had to take care of. Yeah. 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 So there were just a lot of things that I had to do that, you know, maybe not every child has to do. And with this book, it felt like that. It felt like the kid was thrust into this world. Yeah. And whenever you have... And he tried to think about things like an yeah. adult. But, and you have but to still make an coated with getting lots of candy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was trying to think about money and he yeah. was like, oh, what can I use this money for? Oh, you can use it for candy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you have kids forced to sort of be adults, I can relate to that. And I like those kinds of stories. Yeah, same. Like Stranger Things and mm-hmm. like this book. Yeah. And... I love, I love, I forget, I've forgotten it because we, we, when we were kids, we read kids about books about kids, but now as adults, we read books about adults mostly. Yeah. Like, like a book I might pick up is The Great Gatsby. Great Mm -hmm. book. I love it to death. Uh, And it's all about adult things and adult problems. But being reminded, this book reminds you what it's like to be a kid. Like it's not, you're not just reading about a kid. You remember the fact that that first time. That somebody gives you milk from a cow and it's warm and it's a different experience. Or the first time you sit in a bath and drink soup, it's just a new experience and it's just different Chil- than everything children's ever. Books, not children's books, but young books are excuse me about discovery. Yeah, Whereas yes, yes. Older books, I feel like, are about fear and oh. like the fear of life. The fear. Yeah. Romance books are not... all about remembering yeah. and about. Past exactly. about how to get past it. Romance and... books are about the fear of being alone for the rest of your fucking life. That's 100% <laughs> you know? true. Like, 100% true. So many Yo, just books I'm fucking, that I read. I'm in the middle of the third season of Jane the Virgin, and I need to talk to you about that later because <laughs> I don't know if I like this time skip. I don't know if I like okay. where we're at. I don't know if I, I like the yeah, book. I, about... I need We need to talk about all that. But it's, <laughs> it's doing the same thing you're talking about. But it's funny. John Green. Yeah. Um, I've read a couple of John Green books. I love his books. I've read Looking for Alaska and I've read Fallen Our Stars. Great books. He's a great writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, love him to death. I also watch him and his brother on YouTube. Uh, and he was asked one time why he writes, because he's a great writer, why does he only write books about young adults? Why does he write young adult books and why does yeah. he write books about young adults? And he's like, 
that's the most interesting part of anyone's life ever. That's what he said. He's like, that's where everything happens. Uh, you, you hit it so on the nail when it's about discovery. It's about discovering. And it, uh, his things are like discovering love for the first time. Discovering yeah. discovering fear for the first time. Your life and death. You know, things like that. But this book, the, the moment where I knew that I loved it was like right away, the flashback, great. Meeting old lady himself, awesome. The the description of when he when Letty Humstock took him because he got that because okay so the old guy the guy died in his car yeah he died in his car and he made everyone make miner yeah and he made everyone make extra money because they accidentally make a, made a deal with some old old yeah. flea or something or whatever and he coughed up <laughs> in his throat was a shilling and he went to Letty's like what is this and he's like oh we need to go do the thing to do the yeah, thing yeah. to do the thing uh, but you should come with me because you're closer to the thing and the old lady's like maybe you shouldn't take him yeah. and the young one's like ah it's going to be fine the journey of from the house to the magical place that is their backyard mm-hmm. to see the flea that's the the carpet the, the, yeah. the rags flowing yeah is such a descriptive magical scene. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. But just it's also... like the short discovery because yeah. at the same time, is it just the kid going to his backyard <laughs> and seeing an old shed with some cloth on it? Yeah. Yes. But is it also him and Letty going back to the old place to discover an old beast that shouldn't be there anymore? Yes. And it's both at the same time. And the way he writes it is there's no distinction. It's I had it's to both. read that apart again because I was like because yeah, I, I read it and I was like okay and then I read it again and I was like I thought I missed something I because every time in a book you know you yeah. have to go through a magical portal or yeah. like go no. through this thing or go through that yeah. it's just in the backyard exactly and that was so cool that's so cool that's like really really just interesting to see that like magic is anywhere mm-hmm. magic is right in Neil your backyard Gaiman is so good at that he's so good at magic He and he writes in such a Ah, I can't even describe his way of writing. It's so specific. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I have one of his... Have you seen that uh, thing I have on my wall that's drawn by Jim Lee? Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite poem is is there. It's called A Hundred Words. It's Neil Gaiman. He wrote that. Um, and I just love the way he writes. It's in a, such a peculiar way that it's almost wrong, <laughs> but it's magically right. Yeah. Like, it's the only way I can describe it. It's, it's great. You have to read all his writing. It's so good. I want to read more. Yeah. This book made me want to read more. Yeah. You read his other books. Don't read Sandman, because that'll be a challenge, I'm sure. As soon as I, I won't buy read it. Sandman. Yeah. But... Because that's my favorite comic book. It's okay. my favorite thing in the world. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to read more Neil Gaiman, just because I love his writing so good. style. And, and it's perfect, because he writes... He writes so much, but he never... He's not... Stephen King, whereas he's when he has something to write, he writes a novel, and then he yeah. writes a novel, and then he writes a novel. Neil Gaiman will write a short novella, mm-hmm. then a book of short stories, and then a poem, and then a whole book, and then a movie script, and then a comic book, and then a novella, and then a short story, <laughs> then another short story, and then a poem. He just does whatever he feels like, whatever the whatever the thing. Oh, you have to read this poem. It's called "The Day the Earth Ends," I think. Okay, and it's very short. But it's, I'd read it in the podcast, but it's not that short. <laughs> but it's about what happened when the world ends and like aliens come and zombies come up and, oh, wow. and mythology Zeus comes down and cracks <laughs> and it's just like this short little poem and yeah. it's beautiful and it's great. And he's just so good at that stuff. 
No, I'm definitely, after this, I'm definitely going to go out and read some more Neil Gaiman because I, I, he's someone that I've never read before and mm. I've always been kind of thinking You've about reading about American Gods. He's been around. He's in the nerd culture. He writes comic culture, books. He does, you know? yeah, he's very much in the nerd culture. Yeah. So I've always He's a nerd curious. god. He's, he's a god among nerds. Yes. Um, but I've just never gone yeah. through and actually read anything of his and I'm so yeah. happy you gave me this challenge because mm-hmm. I was able to experience it. He's my favorite author. He is... Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. And it's so funny because I, I just read so much sci-fi and things that are about like, I don't know, I read a lot of horror and, yeah. and, and things like that. So it's just so interesting to change pace and go back to reading a book where it's an all ages book and mm-hmm. it's, it focuses on discovery and, and looking through, at life through a kid's eyes. Yeah. And not all his books are about that. Most, almost, yeah. I don't think there's anything he's written that has, doesn't have to do with <laughs> magic. Yeah. in some sort of way <laughs> but um but not all his books are like that either it, yeah. that's why he's such a good fucking author like he does this and then american gods is about a guy who f- gets out of jail and then a guy asks him to work for him because his wife died and he's like my wife didn't die and he's like look at the newspaper and his wife died and he's like okay fine i'll, I'll work for you if this coin comes up heads and he knows coin tricks so he knows how to f- make mm-hmm. it not be heads but it comes up tails and it's like, oh Oh, fine, fuck, fuck it. What else do I got? I'll work for you. Yeah. And he discovers that the world is full of gods, and it's just from this guy who just freshly got out of prison's point of view, and it's so interesting. It's so. I is that yeah. going to be a challenge? Should I wait? Um, I don't know. I can't get through the book. It's so fucking big. It, unlike Ocean at the End hard. of the Lane, which is great, Short, it's and nice. it's like 165 pages Everyone or something. Everyone listening to this episode. You need to pick up this book. It. It's yeah. seven dollars on Amazon, it's and even on us Audible. talking about it doesn't ruin everything. It's yeah. the experience of reading it that it is. Not the there's no twists and turns or anything. There's no, not, there's not. If you if you really wanted to be super critical about the book, there's not like things you don't expect to happen happening. You know, except yeah, for that first step into magic. But once the magic's introduced, everything's straightforward. Yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the point at all. American Gods. It's a hefty fucking read. There's a lot. There, that one's a little more Game of Thrones. There's a lot of characters. It's yeah. a lot of injury. You don't find out who the guy. You have clues, but you don't find out who the guy is that hires him until like 100, 200 pages in the Wow, book. really? Like, until they straightforwardly say who it is. There's little clues, and I, like, about halfway to that point, I was like, wait a second, is this who I think it is? Is it God? No. Maybe. Is it Jesus Christ? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, you gotta read it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I probably won't give it a chance because I can't fucking get through it, but. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. It's a lot of time. But you should read it. Um, I will definitely read it. Any other parts of the book that like jumped out at you that you liked? We talked about a lot. I would of say it. that at at the end when um, uh, spoilers, but at the end when uh, I forgot the girl's name, Letty, 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 yeah, when Letty, Letty him dies. Um, I I was like, well, that's shocking. And then he talked about it, and she was like, actually, she let you die at first, and felt bad, so she went back. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was crazy. And very real. Yeah. Very it was very real. realistic. Yeah. Because they're the Hemstocks are these old creatures of a different time. Yeah. Like it's like from, from the old place. country. Exactly. Like it's like yeah. It's I love that old country kind of thing where there's it's not that there aren't American Gods does this a little bit too. There's not it's not that leprechauns aren't real. They're just from the old place. I and also we've like left. that too because yeah. that also has another uh, hint of like immigration, right? Like, yeah, you you come in and you your parents are from this other country that they mm-hmm. talk about all the time, and they bring these tales and, they bring, and myths. They have and all these stories, and, and yes, they bring all their history with yeah. them. But it's all back there. Yeah, you know, and you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, oh, exactly, and you're like, whatever. It's oh, like yeah, a fantasy world. Yeah, 
But because you, you don't know any, if you're ever going to see are it. Are there any Puerto Rican folklore myth things? I mean, I don't know any. I don't know any. Do I'm you? Sure, I'm sure every area has them. I know that, but I'm saying I've never heard <laughs> the any. The only thing I know about Puerto Rican. Uh, They're like, too fucking Catholic for that shit. Yeah, they are. But I, I guess it would be the Catholic stuff. But the only thing I know um, is that unless if, you're not an atheist, if someone sweeps your feet, then you're not getting married. Because yeah, you're, you're I remember that. Already. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. That's My grandma funny. used to have a saying that uh, the I don't know how it went in Spanish, but I'm sure it sounds better. But it was like <laughs> uh, the hair of a woman's vagina can pull a battleship or something along those lines. <laughs> 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 because you, she was trying to tell me how strong women are. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's why Marcus is a feminist. Yeah. Because he knows at some point in his life, a battleship will have to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to need a woman. Because <laughs> you can't do it. No, oh, it's okay. funny. My grandma's weird. She's like, she's like, she's like, Marcus, you have to, she wants me to work, but she also wants me to find a woman that will cook for me, take care of me, but also work and have a job too. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like okay. Because of what you just said, I know what I'm going to give you as your next challenge, and Uh-oh. I'm disappointed I can't give it to you right now. Okay, I'm excited. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was there any part of the book that stood out to you? Was there anything that you're the, like, that one this scene, is ingrained with me? That one scene where he first, like you said, he goes he in the goes backyard and it's there. That was crazy. The other scene, um, well, the the bathtub scene it was super harsh and intense for me. The one that was even more crazy was when he saw his father having the affair. Like, mm-hmm. the thought of, like, my parents divorced when I was two. Yeah. And I've talked to my mom about it. Me and my mom, I said it earlier in the podcast, me and my mom have a super weird, odd relationship because we're too honest with each other. When she fucks up, I'm like, mom, you fucked up. You need to, you need to set yourself straight. <laughs> yeah. And I never fuck up, so she never tells me anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm perfect. Uh, it's not what I'm saying, but, like, the degree of her mistakes in life. You like, I went to school, and then I went to college, mistakes. and now I'm pursuing my dreams. Like, that's. Her, it's not like that. So I've had to yell at her a lot in our in our lives. We have a weird relationship, mm-hmm. but um, but when I talked to her about well, why why did you and dad divorce, she was very straightforward. She's like, well, when your father went to the navy, uh, I cheated on him and he cheated on me. So I cheated on him and he came back with gonorrhea and said, hey, I have gonorrhea, and it's like, oh, so obviously you cheated on me. And he said, yeah. And she's like, well, I cheated on you too. And it's like, cool. And they divorce. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay mom <laughs> i must yeah. have been like 14 when i heard that story but at the same time i was like oh cool all right now i know sweet awesome it was it was weird because most divorced families will if you're with one parent and not the other the other one will derail the other one they're a bastard they're the yeah, worst yeah, they're, of course. my mom never spoke ill of my father like ever oh. i think he's an asshole because he has like eight you know children yeah. and he's an asshole but my mom was like, well, I mean, you know, we both made mistakes. I'm like, my mom, you're a cool woman. You're a cool, cool woman. But That's interesting that that part's... It's yeah. so funny because that part didn't really... The the bathtub stood out yeah. to me so much. Yeah. Whereas the fair thing, it didn't really stand out to me. Well, the, the part... The, the reason that stood out to me was because it's weirdly graphic. But you paint that own picture in your head. Yeah, because it's all he from his... He doesn't understand it. Exactly. Like yeah. the misunderstanding... But that's exactly the 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 seeing of something not right as a kid. It 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 just it's so fascinating to me to how a kid perceives everything differently. It's so uniquely you know? being a kid. Yeah, you know, like when you're a kid and you see something you don't understand, you kind of just like okay, okay. You have to rationalize I don't it with what you know. It, but yeah, you try to make yeah. it 
Oh, and like in the world the, that the, you understand. In in the same context, like the fact that he sees the pond as an ocean as a child, but later in life it's a pond. Yeah, you know, like that's exactly how you would think as a kid. Yeah, you would. What, what, have you ever gone back home to where you grew up and saw like the tree that you used to play on that was giant, that was bigger than the heavens, yeah. and then you got there and it's like t- six feet tall? Well, things like that. Well, I was gonna say berserk. Remember that episode? I was telling you, like, they're at the end of this thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of sex and things like that happening. And yeah. every scene, I didn't understand it because I was too young, <laughs> so I didn't know what was happening. I was like, yeah. "Oh, he he must be doing something bad," but I don't I don't know what. <laughs> it must be bad, but I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's that stick that that sticks out to me a little bit. Interestingly, so um, also I love the. I love the creativeness of how all this money things happen. I don't know why. It's just the fact that, like, he coughs up money. His grandma, when she put a bond through, comes through for <laughs> yeah, 20 so bucks. Yeah, so the, the flea or whatever is yeah. giving people money. Yeah. But in such weird ways that yeah. aren't just handing them money. Yeah, and the flea's like, I could have given him peace. I could have given like, him anything. But they want a, money. The guy has a dream that his wife is doing vile things for money. And then he finds money in her purse. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. yeah so that was a really interesting way of seeing the world through, and through someone again, who doesn't understand at the why same time that is that a childhood's perception of a cruel cruel money obsessed world or is there a creature from the old country giving people money i uh, well that's the thing also the so the, cool the flea also ursula has a, ursula i know i love the personification of <laughs> ursula which comes out with her cute blonde hair and her mini yeah. skirt and uh, just like her was pretty cool and i like yeah, so anyway, she also is kind of like a child because she's coming into this new world and discovering yeah, things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. And stubbornly so. Like, yeah. she has all this power, but she doesn't. She's like, this is what I want. So, blah, blah, blah. And Letty tries to warn her, like, this isn't going to end well. She's like, no, I'm powerful. I'll do what I want. It's like a <laughs> kid having a tantrum. Yeah, it is. It's like if you gave a kid power, what would they do with it? Kids are, kids are great because they're discovering the world, but also. If you gave them a, the power they don't to understand do whatever they wanted, yet. exactly. You know, those they are don't lessons have a full you learn. Like you had, like I have a mark on my, like see how it's a little brown here, just a yeah. little bit. That's when I touched the stove when I was a child to see <laughs> if it was hot. Because yes, yeah. someone told me it was hot, but until I discovered it for myself, I didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of thing. You yeah, gotta learn. I, I have a yourself. scar somewhere in my hand. Oh, right here on my hand, mm-hmm. because Matthew and I were play fighting. My mm-hmm. brother Matthew, yeah. shout out. Uh, Shout out to our number one fan, Matthew. Play fighting in our grandma's house, and my hand, he like pushed me up against the wall. And my hand scraped against like this decorative light switch that my grandma had, and uh-huh. like cut it open. Oh, shit. So I have a scar in my hand for the rest of my life, and I never played around again. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never played. I learned again. my lesson. Uh, and then just because we talk about scars, I got this <laughs> scar. I think you remember what this one's from. Do you remember what that one's from? Was that from college? Like when no. you cut your hand? No, no. it's. Is it yeah, Victoria yeah, related? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what. Oh, you were just doing a knife trick and you wanted to impress her. Yeah! <laughs> That's my best friend there. He remembers all my scars. I got a scar on my finger because I, I was in high school. Oh, there was a girl. She was playing with a knife. And I was like, oh, I can play with the knife too. I'm cool. And I fucking cut my finger open. There's a huge scar there that'll yeah, be there forever. To remember about the girl that I lost years ago. You should get her to subscribe to the podcast. Oh, I should. Be like, hey, I'm doing this great podcast. <laughs> listen. <laughs> well, it's funny because we're like best friends. At least we were. We haven't yeah. been in contact for a while because of obvious reasons. But she's super supportive. 
Let's stop talking about her. Okay, yeah. so moving on. Going to moving um, on. So you did you on. like this book? I did like this book. I love this book. I would yes. recommend it to. I jumped ahead. I'm not going to recommend it to anybody until you ask me. <laughs> Are you going to read other Neil Gaiman things? I will read Neil Gaiman things. I, I'm going to do some research and Great. find out what There's else. There's also he's some reading. other stuff he does. He's he did one or two episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, I watched um, those. He's done. There's this movie. We got to watch it. We got to watch it with Zach too. It's called. Is it Mirror Mask? Mi- yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I tried watching it and it was boring. Oh, but... it's it's so it's so bad and weird. But now after reading this, maybe you'll appreciate it a little maybe, more because you know maybe. it's coming from Neil Gaiman's mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, would you recommend this book? I would recommend this book to everyone. Everyone, like, literally everyone, everyone on this it's planet. Cheap, Earth. It's short. It's easy to read, but it's so smart and beautiful. It's cheap and, and magic. short. You have no excuse. <laughs> you honestly uh, have no excuse. Go out and fucking read a book. Well, please. Joseph, our other best friend, said he would that lives far away so he's not on this podcast he said he was gonna buy it and joseph hasn't read a book since high school (laughs) so i really hope he does because he needs it (laughs) (laughs) joseph we're calling you out listen i love joseph to death but he doesn't know the difference between there there and there and it drives me crazy but i never want to say anything because no he does stop yes he does but he never cares when he texts it oh okay like he he obviously knows and i know when he's doing business briefings and all that shit he's doing it right but when he texts me (laughs) he doesn't but i don't want to piss him off because i've called him stupid too many times in our childhood because i was a little egotistical maniac as a child you always say i was the smartest kid on the planet i always said that when i was a kid so i can never call him out (laughs) because i it would it would trigger him so hard Anyway, shout out to Joe. <laughs> 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 uh, but hopefully he reads it too. I hope he yeah. reads it. Um, let us know what you thought, Joseph. And everyone else who buys it, please rate and review us on iTunes and yeah. tell us you loved it. Reach us out reach out to us on all of the socials. Reel out, reach out to Neil Gaiman and thank him for our Now Try This interview. I know he <laughs> had a great time doing it. He um, did. He's active on social media, so he might see your tweets. There you go. God, I just... <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to at him in this episode oh i will i was like thanks for the interview <laughs> he's like what the fuck is this he, he doesn't even remember doing it um <laughs> okay so it's time for me to give you a challenge nick no nah, i don't feel like doing are you that. ready are you sure no i think we're fine i think we're done for the week Nick, I think I need a week off. This is something new. Yo, you know what fucking fresh. happened at work? No, I don't care Listen, about work. Okay, Nick. so I was sitting in the office, Jesus right? Christ. Yeah. It was twelve twenty a.m. This was the earliest I was going to get out of work because I just did everything early. I did all my reports. I was literally counting the last of the dollar bills, and I was like, "I'm leaving early today. I'm right about to fucking leave." And then underneath the door of the office, water cuts coming in, and it starts rising on the floor in the office, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" And I swing open the office door and then right to my left is a walk-in fridge mm-hmm. above it there's maybe two inches of uh, crawl space yeah. out that crawl space it is gushing water like like oh, i can't even describe it like more than a hose more than a shower yeah. it is bursting out and i'm like holy shit i call my manager i'm like hey uh, there's water coming I, i'm gonna look i don't know what's coming from please i don't know what to do ah! <laughs> and i have the phone i go upstairs i grab a ladder i come back down there's now like an inch of water in the prep room floor in the kitchen getting into the office getting into the wine room getting into everywhere i climb up on top as soon as i get up there my glasses fog up because the water's kind of warm <laughs> yeah. i'm like reaching around for where to turn off the water i pull one thing it's the wrong thing i pull another thing it's the wrong thing i there's this rod that was like maybe two inches. Yeah. Not two inches. Like a foot off the ceiling. 
like a metal rod, like what you used to make buildings with, and it was slanted, like someone cut it as a, at a slant, not at a straight a yeah. slant. So it was a fucking spike. It was a it was a spear, oh, and wow. I was bent down in the crawl space trying to look for it, and I popped up a little bit. It went into my back like a good half an uh. inch and stabbed me, and I'm like, ah! Oh, I finally no. find the water. I turn it off. I come down. My manager shows up. We clean up the water. I slip on the water. Did I fucking you go to the doctor. <laughs> hold on. I hydroplane on the fucking water. All down two steps. So I, I, you, you know, when you slip and fall, you kind of slip and stumble. Yeah. I slipped. My feet were in the air. My whole body was, and I fell on my butt. I got a huge. Oh my, no. It hurts when I walk. And then for an hour, I was scooping up water and putting in buckets, Jesus. trying to so my back sore. What was that? Like four nights ago. Jesus Christ. The one day I was going to leave early. That's so terrible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I felt like the Titanic. Just to bring Titanic back to our podcast one Titanic! more time. It felt like the fucking Titanic. That's really funny. All right. That was our podcast. Uh, see no. you guys. Think, what? Uh, you got to get your challenge, boy. No. I you think need we're... to get your challenge. All right. Don't you feel bad for me getting hurt? No, I don't. Oh, hold I on. I have no sympathy. Hold on. Let me show you my... Let I don't sh- want to see your butt. Nick. I'm not going to show you my butt. I'm showing you my back. Okay. Where Nick was dead. Time while I take off my shirt. Nick was murdered. And now he's being revived back into the world. Oh my god, that is a deep gash. Is that nice? Yeah. You think it'll give me ladies? Uh, no. If it turns into a cool scar, maybe it was bigger. It's like about an inch. It's a good inch. <laughs> you know what I fucking realized when I was touching you the other You day? realized that you're trying to no, not take I realized, the challenge, Nick. No, I realized it was a half an inch away from my fucking spine, dude. Da, what if it fucking da. hit my spine? Well then, there's know, a universe out you there. You start a podcast about being in a there's, wheelchair. There's, <laughs> there's one universe out there. I don't know where that it did hit my spine. The many worlds interpretation. Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys so much Jesus for listening. Christ, stop it! Oh my god, I want to hit you so bad. <laughs> he almost did, guys. He swung. Okay, so your challenge is to watch the Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon movie of the big. Sick. It comes out July 14th. The big Look, six? The big sick. Like the big sick. Like I'm ill? Like you're ill. Sick. Is this like a cancer movie? <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's a movie uh, about stuff. Uh, it is a romantic is like comedy. Fall, so it's Fallen Our Stars? It's a romantic comedy. It's Fallen Our Stars. It's better. Is it a spin-off of Fallen Our Stars? It's, no, it's not. Is it a parody? Jesus Christ, Nick. Is it a it's mockumentary not, it's about it. the making of It's beautiful. It's a beautiful Oh, you saw it already? Comedy. I saw it already. It's in theaters? It's so, that's the thing. It comes out July 14th everywhere. It's not July yet. But in New York and LA, it's already out. So you can go see it, and then we can talk about it before it even hits the Wow, the that'll probably get us like 10 more listeners. Hey, it doesn't matter. I love this movie. <laughs> I saw the movie. I loved it. I can't tell you anything about it because I want to save it all for the podcast. Right. But I'm only playing it. with you. I've seen the trailer. It's pretty cool. I follow Kumail Nanjiani But it's weird that you give it to me as a challenge because you usually give me old ass shit. It's true. Like from the 90s stuff, and yeah, 80s and stuff shit. Stuff that I love. And crazy shit with lots of gratuitous sex and violence. <laughs> yeah. And this is a romantic comedy. Wait, romantic hold on. Movie. You're giving me a romantic comedy? That's right. I'm stepping on your toes, Remember what? Bitch. Yeah, no, this is my tattoo. I'm about to give you like... Fucking sex, the sex, 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 the anime about sex. <laughs> That's my favorite anime. <laughs> All right, uh, so the big sick, the big sick in theaters July fourteenth, uh, early release in New York and LA. Yeah, go see it. So who's paying me to see this movie? Are you paying this ticket price or? Don't you have that movie thing that lets you go see movies? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I have a, I have a movie pass. Yeah, I can see every movie for free. Good, good. <laughs> I was scared, uh, but it was only playing in two theaters. Uh, what two? Uh, Union Square and uh, Times Square. It was only playing in those two Those theaters. are the two that I go to the most. 
Great. But they opened it because it was doing so well. They opened it to more. Interesting. So you have options now, Nick. Mm-hmm. Isn't that... Who's the main girl in it? I forgot her name. Whatever. We'll Shit. talk about it next podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about it next podcast. All right. Well, thank you guys. Please rate and review us. Leave us tweets. Follow Marcus on Instagram at Megamarculus because he does cool shit over there. You can follow our Instagram at Now Try This Cast. We post cool pictures about our show. I don't know what fucking picture I'm going to do for this podcast because I know cover, I was thinking about that too. I, I was don't like, fucking no. I love the pictures that you make. I'm like, this is the best part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see how I was real lazy for the last one and I only did two instead of all nine? Nine, nine, nine. I don't care. It was great. I was, it was great, but I was like, oh my god. I, I tried <laughs> so hard looking for a picture with not nine faces. And yeah. I'm like, no, it was great. Christ. I liked it. It was fine. Anyway. Please rate and review. That was the fifth time I've said rate and review. You have. Our podcast. You said a lot. We're begging uh, now. Oh my god! Please, please. I'll give five dollars to anybody who reviews this podcast. You review our podcast in the description. You say hashtag five for five. We will give you five dollars for those five stars. We'll give one person five dollars. No, 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 we'll give the first. No, let's do this. Hold on. We'll give the first five people. Five. Five for five. We'll give the first five people that leave a five-star review five dollars. So five for five for five. You just have to do it before next hashtag podcast. Five, no, hashtag five for five for five. <laughs> All numbers. Five, four, five, four, five. Five stars for the word for number. Five dollars for the word, not the number, five people. Five, four, Five four five hashtag and then I'll know you actually listen to this episode and you're not one of my friends that made a review of the podcast <laughs> hashtag five four five four five that's five four five that's five four five four five at nowtrythis.com. <laughs> we don't have nowtrythis.com. we should get that we should.